Hey, hey, family. What's going on? How y'all doing today? Welcome to Galaxy Vibes. And on this podcast station, we tend to talk about, well, I tend to talk about some things that's just on my mind, some things that I go through to help you guys heal. This helps me as well. I just want to put the information out there because sometimes we don't have the information or we don't have access. Or we don't know where to begin. We don't know what to do. And, you know, I'm just doing what I love to do. And that's, you know, help someone else transition to the next phase in their life. So, yeah, kick back, y'all. If you're new here, welcome. How y'all doing? Let your hair down. You know, get you some wine. Do what you do to loosen up, to relax. That's what we do here. If you're not new here, welcome back. I love y'all. Thanks for always listening. Thanks for being a part of my journey. And I'm excited to be a part of your journey. So if you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to some, check out my other episodes that I have out here. It might just bless you. You never know. (laughs) And um, also today I want to talk about something that is very taboo or very sensitive subject. It's, it's, it's It's a deep one. So we're going to talk about antisocial disorder and we're going to talk about the stigma behind it. Some people think that antisocial disorder is just when people don't like dealing with certain crowds or dealing with people in general. But that's not true. Antisocial disorder, is a, it goes a little bit deeper. And you may realize that you have dealt with some people with the disorder. And I know I have. And I had to get away from that situation. So... Maybe you can notice some of the signs of the people that's like this in your life. Or maybe this is you. And I can give you some tips and tools to help you to deal with the situation and to get some help. You know, because we all need help. Don't ever think that you don't ever need help with something because we all do. Okay. So, you know, I'm that shoulder to lean on. Thank you for your listening ears. So let's jump right into what anti-social disorder is. All right, so antisocial disorder is a mental disorder that's characterized by discard to other people. So these people just don't care about other people's emotions or feelings or anything like that. They have no type of emotional filter to see if what they're doing or saying is affecting other people in a negative manner. And there are some symptoms that these people display that you will notice and most oftentimes it starts to show in childhood but it can be properly diagnosed or um properly you can't properly put a name on it until the around the adolescence to adulthood years so people with this mental disorder may show signs of um manipulating or exploiting or violating the rights of other people without any remorse they they will go at any length to manipulate the person to do whatever they want and they don't have any remorse they'll violate your rights like if you know if they know you don't like something they'll step over that line anyway they'll cross the boundaries without any remorse they don't care and you can tell them like you're crossing the line they're like okay and i'm gonna keep crossing it so also this 
this will cause like a very huge problem in relationships and um, work situations or anything like that, or just in, you know, in the family or just friendships. And oftentimes this behavior comes about because of a person's genes, child abuse um, that they might have experienced in childhood. And they may have a antisocial parent or an alcoholic parent or caregiver and they picked up on these behaviors because of, you know, the situation they might have gone through in childhood. And one of the most destructive, this is one of the most destructive personality disorders that you can have because it's very hard to treat antisocial disorder. It's very hard to pinpoint it because it, 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 it crosses, not crosses the line, but it, it's, it's on the line of being a sociopath. So sometimes it's hard to decipher the difference between the two because the similarities, because of the similarities in the personality traits. Okay. So this disorder not only will possibly destroy other people's lives, but the people around them will destroy their own life. I'm sorry, but it will possibly destroy the people's lives around them. And trust me, if you're in it long enough, it will destroy your life like it will take a toll on your life at the moment because you're not going to know what's going on but don't worry do not worry I got you because I'm going to let you know all the secrets so if you're wondering like what's really going on in my relationship or what's really going on with this family member or my friend or my co-worker or my boss or whatever or just my neighbor whoever you're going to know what's going on today okay People with antisocial disorder, they tend to show lack of consideration for other people and are most likely aggressive and often violent. And this is very true because um, I've dealt with a few people who have this um, disorder and they are very aggressive and violent. They're not always aggressive and violent, but it goes from zero to 100 super quick. If you are not in compliance with what they want, or they, feel, they realize they can no longer manipulate you the way that they want to manipulate you. It gets real crazy real quick. And there's nothing you can do to calm the situation down. Okay. And they may often commit actions to get them into trouble with authorities. So they don't mind going to jail. <laughs> they don't mind breaking the law. They don't mind going to jail. They don't mind getting in trouble. They don't mind fighting. They don't mind doing whatever they got to do. They don't care. Um, and their actions are likely to hurt others around them very much so. Okay. And they may even, um, deliberately target others for their own personal gain. So they may deliberately target other people to get what they want. They don't care. It doesn't matter who you are. You could be their mother. You could be their significant other. You could be their child. You could be their best friend. You could be whoever. It doesn't matter. They have no filter, no shame, no nothing. They will come for you. As long as it makes them feel good or if it's their agenda, they don't care who you are, okay? Because they don't know how to filter the emo- They don't know how to filter that out. They they, they just they just don't. <laughs> it's just, it's no way, okay? So I'm going to give you some common personality traits that you might find recognizable and then I'm going to explain like exactly 
you know, how this this trait or this behavior is displayed in their personality or in their everyday life, okay? So we're going to start with number one, and that's dishonesty. Um, and some people with this disorder, they feel comfortable lying no matter what the cost is. They will lie through the skin of their teeth. Do you hear what I'm telling you? They will lie about any and everything. It does not matter. They will lie about it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Even if like other people get blamed for their actions as a result of their lies, they don't care. Okay, they could bust a window out of somebody's house and the person is like the person, the homeowner is like, who did this? And they'll be standing there with the brick behind their back like, oh, it's Timmy. Timmy did it. And it's like, well, how did Timmy do it when Timmy was down the street? Well, Timmy was just right here. Timmy did this. I saw Timmy. I promise you I wouldn't lie to you. Lying the whole time. And then the homeowner goes after Timmy and calls the police on Timmy. Timmy goes to jail for vandalism and Timmy didn't even do it and this person won't even stand up and say hey it was me or anything they won't they'll let Timmy go to jail they'll let Timmy get all these fines they'll let Timmy um get a record it doesn't matter and even if Timmy confronts I'm like hey man why you lie oh I didn't lie what are you talking about it was you they will argue to the death that it wasn't they will I'm telling you it, it gets real messy and they may also be willing to deceive people for their own personal gain, like I just explained. Like, if it benefits them, they will lie about anything. It it doesn't matter. They'll lie to whoever they got to lie to in order to get what they want out of the situation. It doesn't matter. So, just know, if you're dealing with a real good liar or a liar for no reason, you can, they can even get caught in a lie. You can catch them in the lie red-handed and they will still lie or they'll tell another lie on top of that lie to try to cover up that lie knowing that you know it's a lie but they don't care <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> okay and another trait number two is being very manipulative and i'm not talking about persuasive i'm talking about hardcore puppet on the stream manipulating okay they they may be very charming and witty. Like you might fall, they might have a really charming personality. You might really think this person is really a charm, like a really good person. Like they would never do anything to manipulate you or harm you, or they would never lie to you or steal from you or do anything to like, you would really think this. And this, they can keep this up for a long time too. Like they can keep this up for years and you would never know this person is it's really something else going on behind the scenes. You would never know. You would really think, oh, this person has a huge heart. This person is a good person. They're really smart. They're very witty because they are smart. You have to be smart to be manipulative. To be a master manipulator, you have to be smart. If you're not smart, like if if you're not smart, you're not going to be good at it. Okay. And this helps in the game favor with other people. So by being so charming, they know how to lure you in. Lure you in. They know how to get you to to walk that walk that they want you to walk and talk that talk they want you to talk. They know how to put on the charms real good to get you like, um, what are those people, the snake charmers? How the snake charmers, how the snake just swing? Like, oh, yes. Okay. All right. Or like in Coming to America. <laughs> Whatever you like. <laughs> yeah. 
that that that's that type of manipulating it is that you just be like oh my gosh this person is great <laughs> okay but um really and truly they can they'll do that to win you over and emotionally and to convince you to to trust them they can be trusted to the utmost degree that there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to trust them because you know when you think of a trustworthy person you think of someone who is charming who is witty who is you know nice who you think would do any you know do all kinds of upstanding things for you that would never hurt you emotionally or physically or anything like that you you would learn to trust these people and but you know what <laughs> Even even when their trust, you know, even when your trust is abused, at at their excuse me, even if they'll do this to convince you to trust them, even if it's at your own detriment, detriment, or if it's at your own expense, they don't care. Like they they'll they'll do anything, okay, to get you to trust them. And once they got your trust, they got you. They will often be happy to manipulate others' emotions to help them get what they want. Emotional blackmail is a very common tactic. Or they might manipulate you to do some things just to have some blackmail on you. So that way, when you step out of line, they're like, uh, 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 remember this? Yeah, you think I won't, but I will. Don't, don't get out of line. Don't you do it. And then you're stuck. Or you think you are. And they may often use these measures just for the pleasure of it. Like they, some people like manipulating, especially people with this um, antisocial disorder. They like manipulating just for the pleasure of it. Just, just to see if they can do it. Or just to see if they can get you to dance their tune. And then they'll take it back, blackmail you. And then you'll be like, oh my gosh, why are you doing this? And they don't have an honest reason why. It's because they want to do it. Because they feel like it. They think it's fun. They think it's cute. You know? And as a result, it's, eventually these people will get will get caught. Eventually, some people will wise up and realize, okay, you're manipulating me. You're a manipulator. But and then they'll choose to go to different, a different route. Like they'll choose to stay away from this person. Because they know that, okay, if I go near this person, this person is going to be manipulating me, trying to blackmail me and, you know, puppet master me. And it's not going to happen, you know. And they'll still try to do anything. They'll put the charms back on. They'll keep trying. Like, it doesn't matter. They'll go for the jugular. Like, you'll you'll realize, okay, hey, you're a manipulator. You will you might tell them, you're a manipulator. You're manipulating me. Let me stay away from you. Don't come near me. Don't talk to me. And then you'll go on about your life. They'll give you a couple days, maybe. They might even give you a couple weeks. And then here they come back in. Okay, listen, you know, I was just, you know, going through something. I've changed. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. I'm this, I'm that now. And they'll just test the waters to see if you can get right back in their trap. But don't you dare do it. I ain't trying to tell you what to do, but I'm trying to tell you what's, what's real. So... Trait three is they are a lawbreaker. Now, I know we all, you know, might break a couple laws here and there. We might, you know, run a couple couple lights or something. Or, you know, we might tweak the system a little bit. But these people do it on purpose, okay? They will often have complete disregard for laws. They don't care at all about nothing. 
you can put a restraining order on this person. And the law says, stay away from this. Stay so many inches or feet or yards or whatever or miles away from this person. This person would deliberately cross the line. They don't care. Call the police. Call them. See what I do. <laughs> Call them. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about your, your protection order. I don't care about the law. I don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do, period. Okay? And they will break the law regardless of the consequences. They don't care about the consequences. Like I just said, call the police. I'll go to jail. And when I get right back out, I'm going to be right back around you. Okay? I'm going to be right back stalking you. Or I'm going to be right back doing whatever I want to do. If I feel like jumping over this bridge that's not supposed to be jumped over, I'm going to jump over it again. Just because they don't care. They don't care if you tell them, if you pull up, I'm going to shoot you. Blah, blah, I'm Okay, shoot me then. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny but i'm just saying it's just ridiculous like but that's that's what they do and they will hold little consideration for the effects of their actions and what will it, what how it will affect other people so they don't care if they want to get at you some of these some of these people like say that they have an enemy and they see them in traffic who cares if it's 20 other cars around and five of them got kids and babies in it? If they want to shoot you, they're going to shoot you. And they're going to shoot at whoever. Say you're in the park and they catch their enemy across the the, the, the lawn or whatever, the the field. They're going to come at this person shooting, blazing. It happens all the time. When you see people out at public gatherings and somebody decides they want to shoot at somebody with with a crowd of people around. And they end up shooting, shooting at you know, the person, and maybe so many other people get shot. Everybody but the person that you're trying to shoot at get shot. They don't care. don't have no remorse. I was trying to get Tony. And uh, if, if Tina and, and Lucy and, and Michael and, and Joseph got shot, they shouldn't have been in the way. That's how they feel. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. I'm going to go to jail about mine. They might lie about it, but they still going to go to jail. <laughs> okay? So I know those are extreme, extreme examples, but it's just what's really going on in this world. And number four is there are huge risk takers. Now there's nothing wrong with taking risks in life and jumping, you know, jumping for what you want, things like that. But when the risks are very extreme and unreasonable, then there it's ridiculous. Okay. They're more likely to take risks regardless of how small the potential reward is. Or maybe there is no there's no balanced approach to the risk taking that they're, you know, that they're trying to do here. Like there's no balance. Like there has to be a balance when you take risks. You have to know what you're doing. You have to know what the consequence is for this risk. Say it goes left. You know what I'm saying? Or you have to know exactly what. Sometimes you might take a risk and you don't know what's on the other side, but you have to be willing to you know, weigh your options and balance the scales here. They have no capability of doing that whatsoever. Okay. So number five, like I explained before, no remorse. They have no remorse at all. They tend not to feel remorse for their actions at all. There's none. Okay. Even when they, they might pretend that they might have remorse, but there is none. Okay. Believe me. And this makes it way easier for them to harm people, okay? Their only concern is their own well-being with very little to no concern for the people they hurt. So, like I said, there's no remorse. They only care about themselves. 
That's it. They don't care about you. They don't care if you if they hurt your feelings, if they hurt your children, if they hurt your family, if they hurt, you know, whoever around them. It does not matter. As long as they're good and they get their rocks off or whatever, that's all that matters. Okay? So let's move on to number six. And that is being very irresponsible. Okay. So... People with antisocial disorder, personality disorder, they are very irresponsible people. And they often lose their jobs, like pretty much every job. And this can be contributed to their problems with authority as they turn to crime to generate income for themselves. So, okay, now I'm not saying if you... Everybody that loses their job often and turns to life of crime, you know, has an antisocial personality disorder. I'm not saying that because some people just might not like to work for other people like myself. I don't like to work for nobody else. If I'm going to work hard, if I'm going to, you know, do anything, it's going to be for myself. But I'm not going to just, you know, be out here trying to live a dangerous life because I have children. Even if I didn't, when I was younger, you know, yeah, that stuff was like kind of cool to me. I kind of liked that lifestyle. I lived that lifestyle. But as I got older, I realized that I had to be a little bit more responsible with not only my life, but my children's lives, you know, and people around me. I had to be responsible. I had to grow up. But these people, they don't grow up. And then they think okay let me not do the right thing let me just do some crime stuff they might decide they want to go kick doors in for the rest of their life and rob people and you know um do all kinds of other crazy criminal activities be a hitman or whatever they want to do it don't even have to be nothing extreme it could be just something really small you know cook meth or you know just do something crazy just so they don't have to work for somebody else because they don't want nobody else over them um, telling them what to do because they they're they're not gonna be able to handle the pressure of somebody else delegating something for them to do. Now, me personally, I know I don't like nobody telling me what to do because I want to do what I want to do. Period. But I also know that I do have responsibilities out here. Like I'm not just about to be doing all this crazy. No, no. And so, but to each his own, you know. But instead of taking responsibility for their actions, the disorder causes them to, you know, place blame on other people. So they might say, and this these people have a disorder, guys. It's not like these people just choose to be, you know, doing all this crazy stuff. They have a disorder. So, you know, they might, well, I lost this job because Carlos uh, was late picking me up for work. Even though they was probably the ones, you know, running late, making Carlos late. You know, Carlo, it's not Carlos's responsibility to get you to work. It's your responsibility to get to work. Carlos might just be doing you a favor by coming to get you and, you know, taking you to work. Or they might say, oh, my boss, you know, he was doing this, he was doing that to me, blah, blah, blah. And it might not even be true. But they'll blame everybody else but themselves. Like, I know me, I've, you know, I have been let go of a job before it's because i was late all the time i was late <laughs> i knew what was happening i really didn't even care about the job for real so i knew it was gonna come but i'm not around talking about well, it was so and so fault so and so fault it just so happened i got fired and it so happened to be sometimes why i did go work at other jobs it was somebody else's fault but i took the blame for it because i didn't want to give somebody else the blame 
that's another disorder in itself. But <laughs> what I'm saying is these people will always have somebody else to blame. It will never be their fault. Even if you can see for yourself it's their fault, they will never take the blame for it. Do you hear me? Never. Okay. So number seven is substance abuse. Okay. And people with antisocial personality disorder, they tend to have very little consideration for their own health and well-being. Now, it's nothing wrong with partaking in a little something, something every now and then. That's your prerogative. That's your business. If you want to have you a couple sips or a couple drinks and you want to get tipsy, that's on you. If you want to smoke a little something, that's on you. If you want to shoot up heroin in your arms, that's on you. If you want to, you know, that's on you. Okay. I'm not saying I'm not knocking anybody. What I'm saying is they don't care about themselves as far as their health. They don't care. Okay. And most people use drugs and have alcohol in moderation. Like I said, like some of us, we use it in moderation. Like we know our limits. We know when to stop. We, we, we know when we're done, but these people, they will go above and beyond the limits. Okay. And this only amplifies the disorder even more okay so they will go overboard with it like sloppy pissy drunk acting crazy belligerent type thing and these habits will most likely exasperate like i said existing problems they already have so it'll cause them to manipulate more it'll cause them to be more angry and violent it'll cause them to really not care about the limits or anything else like that they really won't care at all like all that goes way out the window then like it's already out the window but this going way out the window and their behaviors will most likely increase and these habits also place further strain on their finances as it's very hard for people with APD to be treated in a rehabilitation facility. So, <clears throat> like I said, if you're constantly drinking and constantly getting super high out your mind and, you know, you're not thinking about bills or anything else like that, it will take a toll on your finances. And how can you get treatment, especially if you don't have the insurance for it? How can you get treatment if you don't have the money for it? You haven't saved up anything. You don't really care about anything else. And so it's really hard to treat people with APD because they have really got to want to do it. And they don't really feel like they're doing anything wrong. They really don't care. Like, it doesn't matter, especially if, say, a family member, they have try to have, like, an intervention, like, hey... You know how they do on t- <laughs> you know how they do on TV or in interventions like, hey, this is how your actions make me feel, and if you don't do this, I'm gonna stop doing this. They don't care. Like that's why some of them, they be like, man, so why am I here? There's nothing wrong with me. It's something wrong with you. It's you. You're the problem. It's not me. <laughs> I don't need to be here. What's wrong with y'all? I'm, I'm gonna keep doing me, and I don't care how you feel about it. Period. I don't care if I hurt you. Pick your lip up. You're going to be all right. (laughs) That's how they feel. And so number eight, unhealthy relationships. Now, this is something that I can vouch for 100% because I have been in a relationship with someone who has APD. And this is, oh my goodness, it's very nerve wracking. It's very damaging to your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, your heart, whatever, your whole being. It's very... Um, nerve-wracking 
and it's very confusing and especially if you don't know what's going on it's like what is what is going on here like i maybe i like you'll start to think like is something wrong with me because like what is the problem and so yeah so let's get into that and relationships with people with apd are far less likely to be healthy not healthy at all like no it start it might start out healthy but it won't end healthy okay and this is because of the lies and manipulation it causes it causes very um deep strain in the relationship and this person might even ha- these people might even have trouble with the authorities and insecure finances and this also adds to the problems so this person might go to jail a lot or they might you know do all kinds of illegal illegal things and have don't have any care in the world they might even use your name to do stuff just to you know just to do something crazy and their their finances is always going to be down you know they're not going to be responsible hey let me go to work and get this money or let me start my own business that's legit and get this money and take care of my family or you know help this relationship grow and thrive they're not going to want to do that they're going to want to nickel and dime do whatever they want to do or do something stupid that's going to get them in trouble later on in life you know or later on in the in relationship you know they're they might think they're getting away with something but then they end up getting caught up in something and it just makes it worse and worse okay and sometimes they can even like start to change their ways and try, but they end up giving up. Like it's like nope, nah. So this can add a really huge strain in any type of relationship that you might have, even in you know f- with family and things like that. So, and people with this disorder are also prone to violence. Let me tell you, this is true. Okay, they don't care who you are. They will swing. They ready to fight. It doesn't matter. They want to fight. They're going to get you to the point of fighting, okay? You can try your best to walk away from a situation. That doesn't work. They can, you know, you can just try to be calm in the situation. They're still going to want to fight. You can, you know, have children. They're still going to want to fight you or whoever. They don't care. They, You can you can call the police. They're still going to want to fight. You can go get your cousins. They're still going to want to fight. <laughs> You can try what you could try to just give them their space, um, try to be nice. They still gonna want to fight. They're gonna find something to fight about. Okay. And their relationships may involve physical abuse as well as emotional abuse. This is so true. They will emotionally abuse the life out of you, okay? Physically, emotionally, mentally, they will abuse is just inevitable it's going to happen in some form or fashion okay and they can tell you all day oh baby i would never touch you i would never put my hands on you or hey cuz i'll never fight you friend i ain't gonna never try to fight you and then let them get a little something in their system or let them let you not march to be their drum they're gonna be ready to fight you they're gonna snap okay it's, it's gonna happen i know i've had the box and y'all, okay, I'm not no punk by far. You know what I'm saying? I know my way around the ring, you feel me? Um, but I I am in my mid-30s, okay? I don't have time to be fighting nobody. I don't feel like fighting all the time. 
that's just not something I want to do, especially if it's for no reason or if it's for something that can be avoided. Yeah. I mean, some people just like to fight. They do. I, I ain't gonna lie. When I was younger, like, it was like, okay, you want to fight? Let's, let's, all right, what's up? But now it's just like, oh, man. <laughs> okay, now, chill out now. <laughs> Anybody got time to be fighting nobody? Like, what? You want to fight? Go be a professional boxer. Go do something where you take it out on somebody else in the ring where you get paid to do that type of thing. Like, no. Especially, it don't matter if it's a man fighting a woman or a woman fighting a man. Ain't nobody got no business putting their hands on nobody else, period. Okay? Come on now. Like, no. Especially if it's a family member. Like, why are you fighting your family? I know it happens. Like, because I've done it. But it's, it gets to a point where it's just like, okay. This this is ridiculous. Like this is too much. <clears throat> if I gotta fight you, you don't need to be around me. Especially all the time. You can come on somewhere. You can't even control yourself, keep your hands to yourself, especially if I'm not swinging on you, you trying to swing on me. No. <laughs> no. Okay. And like I said, it doesn't matter. If it's a guy swinging on a woman, it's not acceptable. If it's a woman swinging on a man, it's not acceptable, period. Okay. Family, relationships, friends, whoever. It's not acceptable at all. So, number nine is hostility and aggression. And just as easy as somebody with APD can turn on the charm, they can also be very hostile and aggressive. Zero to 100 real quick. You hear me? Real quick. <laughs> they can go for And then they can turn it off real quick. Like, they can go from... You getting along and being happy, they're manipulating you or whatever, pretending like they cool. And then next minute they snapping on you, acting all nuts. And then like five minutes later, it's like, why are you mad? I'm, I'm, I'm over it. It's like, what? <laughs> what? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. You can try to get them, the whole time they going nuts, you can try to get them to calm down. You know, rationalize, you know, get their stuff together. They don't want to hear nothing you got to say. But they'll turn it off real quick like, um, I don't know why you still mad about the situation. I don't even know why you mad. Look at you acting all crazy. It's it's real psychotic, okay? So, <clears throat> um, like I said, the 0 to 100 real quick, okay? And they can quickly become agitated with high levels of irritability. Like, any small thing can... You might not even know what's going on. You might not even know why they're irritated or agitated. And you'll ask them, like, what's wrong? What's going on? They won't tell you. They just be snapping, like, acting crazy. It's like, okay, I don't, at this point, (laughs) I gotta go because I don't even know what's going on. But they will often display a lot of arrogance, okay? Arrogance is definitely the word, arrogance. Mm Mm-hmm. And expect others to fall in line. They want you to fall in line like a soldier. Like you're in the army or the navy or whatever. Like you better fall in line or else it's going to be chaos. Okay. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm not the type of person to fall in line. Okay. Mm -mm. Especially if you're being hostile towards me. No. And that's not a good combination for somebody with APD. Because they will lose it, okay? And their high levels of aggression means violence is coming, okay? If somebody with APD is being aggressive or agitated, you better believe violence is on its way. 
They might punch the wall. They might try to punch you or whatever. Okay. Windows, it don't matter. And they can be quick to turn on you even in public places. Like, it doesn't matter. I've had this happen to me, too. They will turn on you in public. They don't care. It could be a, a crowd full of people. They could be around their family, your family, whoever, the neighbors, whoever, in at the store. In the, It doesn't matter. They're going to turn up and turn it out, okay? They will try their best to humiliate you and embarrass you and make you fall in line in front of everybody. And they don't care who's there or who's watching or who's waiting or whatever. They don't care. Okay. And it's not uncommon for them to get involved in physical fights with other people. Like I said, they gon they they will fight whoever. They don't whatever, whoever. And they can be very difficult to reason with and much more likely to be defensive and aggressive rather than resolving things by talking them over. Like this is so true. Instead of being an adult, a mature adult. And talking about, say, it could be something so small, y'all. It could be something real small, okay? It could be that you knocked over a cup or something. Say the cup was empty, but it was their cup, and you knocked it over. And and you're like, oh, my bad, I knocked your cup over. Let me pick the cup up. They'll go from zero to 100 real quick. And it's like, dang, can we just talk about it? I said my, I apologize for knocking over your cup. Why are you so upset? Like, what's going on here? I mean, it don't have to be that small, but it could be, they'll be very defensive. Like, it's not going to be any rational rationalizing going on there. It's not. You're not going to resolve the issue either. You're, it's not going to get resolved, period. You can think it's going to get resolved, but it's not. They'll even act like it's resolved, but they'll keep bringing it back up. Then five minutes later, they might get mad about it all over again. And it's like, what is going on here? This is a circus. This is a Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey circus here. This is this is a circus, okay? So, let's go to number 10. This is the last trait that I have. And this is they are very impulsive. People with APD are prone to act very impulsively. Jumping into situations without first giving any consideration to the results of their actions. So, they'll just jump right on in. They'll do whatever. They might impulsively know they ain't got the money. Go buy a car. Okay. You go get a car knowing you ain't got the money or knowing you ain't got no job, okay? Say you got you got $6,000. And the car you want costs $4,000, okay? Or $4,500. You go out and get the, the car for $4,500, but you forget you got to get a tag. You forget you got to get insurance. You got to get your license, first of all. You got to get, you know, put be able to put gas in this thing. You got to be able to pay the car note on it. They won't think about things like that. They'll just go ahead and get it because they want it. And then a month or two later or two or three months later it's getting repo or they you know but they constantly do this it's like you're not thinking it through or they'll try to go get an apartment or a house knowing that they might have a job at the moment but knowing that they don't plan on staying at that job but how are you gonna get the money to pay for this how but they'll go do it or whatever it doesn't matter what it is they'll just be impulsive with it and this can place them in situations that are likely to get them into trouble with authorities or get you, you know, in trouble financially or anything like that. And, um, or they'll just decide, let me go ahead and steal this, steal this motor, steal this bike from this person or, you know, this motorcycle from this person just because I like the motorcycle and I just, I know I can do it. 
they don't care about going to jail or getting caught or anything like that. They just know, hey, I stole this bike. They'll even flaunt it. Like, yeah, you see this bike? I got it both from over here, but I don't care because I wanted it. So their highly impulsive nature can also cause them to put themselves and others in harm's way. They can be very impulsive with it, impulsive where they decide, say you're on the highway riding in a car with them, and they decide they want to go 100 through traffic and swerve in and out of lanes they don't care if it's kids in the car they don't care what's going on they'll do it just because they feel like doing it they don't care if they're gonna get in a car accident they can get pulled over nothing like that they don't care they feel like doing it it's fun <laughs> so be careful okay so now that we got all that sticky stuff out the way about you know how this disorder is very damaging guys this is a very deep disorder because there's no it's very hard to treat people with APD and I really feel for people who have this disorder because they're really blinded to see like what's really going on what's really happening and how their actions are destroying other people and not only other people themselves and you cannot talk this person out of the situation because they will continue to do what they want to do they don't think it's an issue or a problem or they just don't care enough to do anything about it Especially if it's being done to you or somebody, you might have seen them doing it to somebody else. You could talk to them all you want to. They don't care, period. There's nothing you can do about it unless they want to change it. It's nothing you can do. But pray for them and, you know, see some healing. But, I mean, it's up to them. So, some ways that you can heal from this if you are, have if you've been in a relationship or you've been around somebody you know, or a family member has this situation or this APD, there are several ways you can, you can heal from the situation, even if they don't want to. And if you're listening and you have APD, there's ways you can heal as well. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but there's ways to heal. So you can start by recognizing that the disorder is present. Okay. Just know that this person does have this disorder. It is a disorder. It is something that, you know, it's not just something they choose to do. It's just who, who they are. And know the difference between a normal person just going around, you know, going through something versus um, a consistent pattern of the behaviors that I just displayed, okay? Sometimes people go through some things, they might be impulsive or aggressive or angry or whatever. They just might be going through something. But if you notice that there's a long-term pattern and this person does not change, you can predict what is going to happen. Then this person has APD and you need to realize that, Okay. And you need to take precautionary measures, measures. And you can take action. You can encourage the person to seek treatment. Um, if you're the outsider looking in, you can encourage them to seek treatment. And you need to seek treatment as well. Because if you've dealt with a person with APD, you need some therapy too. Because it can take you on a whirlwind and destroy you on the inside. Okay, And especially if you've dealt with emotional and physical abuse and the mental abuse from the situation, you definitely need to get some healing, okay? And if they refuse to get the help that you are extending to them or you suggest to them, um, you can try doing an intervention if you if you feel like that's necessary and just list a, 
you know, some things and consequences that you adhere to if they don't seek help. If you still want to be in their life, if you still want to be around them, just let them know, hey, if you don't stop this, this these natures or attitudes or traits or whatever you want to call it, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to be in your life. I'm not going to do this. You're not going to have that, blah, blah, blah. If they don't care about that situation, it's best for you to just do what you got to do, okay? And you can learn to accept it if you like, okay? Um, APD is genetic, so that means it can be treated. It can be treated, but not cured, okay? The person will always struggle with this, and if they understand the link between the behaviors and feelings and how their actions can cause pain to other people, then there's hope, okay? Um, some people are more severe than others, you know? And it's important that you set firm and clear boundaries with this person with that has APD no matter what. No matter how much you love them, you you must also realize that a person's um, behaviors may get worse before they get better. So, you know, if you're in their life, you have to set healthy boundaries. You have to set firm boundaries. If you don't set boundaries, then you're, you know, allowing someone to treat you in a certain manner. You have to. And I had to learn how to do the same thing. I had to learn how to set firm boundaries and stick to it and not be sucked back into the toxic behaviors. Not be sucked back in. You can love that person from a distance. You don't have to be directly in their life because you're going to keep getting sucked into the whirlwind, okay? Trust and believe me, I know it's hard to sit back and watch somebody that you really care about go through these things and do things to other people or to you that that's very hurtful. Not only to themselves, but to other people. It's very hurtful to see. But at the end of the day, you have to think about yourself. You have to think about the people that you care about around you that's being affected by this situation, okay? You have to think about that. You do. But you can also love this person from a distance. You can also offer them help and do your best. But just make sure you set boundaries. Make sure you have a line in the sand. Because if you don't, they're going to keep crossing it. Over and over again, hurting you, not having any remorse, okay? So let's go over some affirmations that'll help you heal from the situation. If you've dealt with this type of person in your life, I have some affirmations that'll help you heal, okay? So, you know, um, I also have some crystals and we'll talk about that in just a second. So, take a deep breath. Let me clear the energy here. Ring my bell. <laughs> my little bell. I'm going to also light some Palo Santo. That's going to clear the energies too. Okay. Sending it to y'all through the screen. So let's go. You can repeat after me. I'm going to say it a little slow. You can repeat after me. You can write these down, rewind it back, say it over and over again, however you like. Okay. Okay. I am worthy of love just as I am. It wasn't my head. They just made it seem that it wasn't in my head. They just made it seem that way. I made the right decision to move forward. My home should be a haven of peace, warmth, and safety. I am a whole person. I complete myself. My intuition is a helpful guide. I am healing slowly but surely. I deserve to set and maintain boundaries. 
When I'm struggling with feelings of distrust, I will give myself space to process them. Okay? So these are some of the affirmations that you can say. You can always go on YouTube or Google and find affirmations to help you heal from um, different traumas or, you know, people with APD disorders. Um, you can look up all kinds of things that help you get through that process. Hear yourself. Excuse my children in the background. <laughs> but like I said, you can always do that. These affirmations do help you. They'll help you to center yourself and realize that it's okay. The things that you went through were not your fault. And, you know, sometimes it's not their fault. They just have a disorder. But, you know, it's still everybody's responsibility to manage your own mental health, okay? So I have some crystals here that will also help you if that's what you're into. If you're not, I highly suggest that you try to at least have some crystals around you because it's very healing. Um, it's from the earth. These things help heal you. Um, on an energetic level, a mental level, a physical level, and emotional level as well. So the first stone that I have is black obsidian. I love black obsidian. Do you hear me? Okay. This stone is a deep cleanser. And this is um, helping your soul to release years of deep emotional turmoil. Or it doesn't even have to be years. Okay. But it can go back that far. And this protects your mind from addiction, anxiety, anger, and helps you cope with trauma. Okay, so the next one I have is black tourmaline, which is, I, I wear this every day, okay? I wear black tourmaline every day, and this stone is called the bodyguard for a reason. This is a bodyguard stone, and it absorbs negative energy. It reduces anxiety. Um, it helps people with low self-esteem, and it soothes um, you and helps you deal with trauma, okay? It's very protective, very protective. Um, it has other benefits of protection too, like MF signals and waves and all that good stuff. Um, another good one that I love, I carry with me all the time, is lapis lazuli. So lapis lazuli, it, it unlocks your inner wisdom. It helps you take care of um, things in your life. It, it roots like suppressed emotions. They, you can have some emotions that you try to keep down deep down inside but it'll help bring that up so you can deal with it and move on okay free yourself making to make room for new new positive wonderful things in your life and it shields you from like negative energies um things like that so it'll block that negative negative energy for you that <clears throat> tries to get into your crown and your third eye and things like that and it also helps with panic attacks if you have experienced panic attacks lapis lazuli will definitely calm you down and it helps enhance your intuition so you'll know what's really going on around you. And it helps you with expressing. It helps with that throat chakra. It helps expressing yourself and getting those things out, out that you need to get out, okay? Because if you suppress your emotions or you suppress what you're, what you're needing to express, then that can cause depression and anxiety and things like that. You are meant to express yourself. Your soul is meant to be, you know, expressive. So don't suppress that. And also, I have on the list is Cornelian. I love Cornelian. I have that in my necklace as well. Cornelian helps boost your confidence. And it gives you motivation and empowerment. And also, strength and good recovery from any type of trauma or any type of um, illness, really. Um, and it banishes anxiety and stress. And it, like, it gives you courage, courage to face your fears. And it brings joy. So 
if you ever need some joy or some courage, get you some carnelian or tiger's eye. Okay, and the last one that I have for you here is rose quartz. I love rose quartz. This is a beautiful stone. It's a beautiful crystal to have. And um, it's very universal. Rose quartz can help you with tons of things. So when it comes to this situation, though, it can help you with emotional healing. And it brings unconditional love. And it helps your heart release emotional pain, um, negative energy, and depression. It helps restore love and trust within yourself and with others. It promotes self-love and acceptance and trust. So it helps you trust yourself to get in, be in more positive relationships or be in more positive situations. And it helps you realize that you're worthy of true love and true self-love. Um, it, it, you're worthy of it. Just because some per one person took you through something does not mean that everybody will. Just because you allow certain things to happen in your life doesn't mean that you can, you will keep doing this. So you can learn to trust yourself to make decisions in the future when it comes to relationships or people that you have in your life. Okay. So get you some of these crystals if that's what you're into. If you, if you know, you're kind of skeptical about it, just, you know, look it up, research these type of things that I put out here for you. So, this wraps up my my episode for um, antisocial disorder, personality disorder. If you know somebody like that, please encourage them to get some help. If you don't want to, just get some help for yourself or somebody that you know that's going that's dealing with somebody that's like this. Please share this with people so they can understand really what this disorder is and what is going on with the disorder. Okay. So, yes, guys, I'm going to wrap this up. Woo! This was a heavy one, y'all. This is something that it took me a little while to talk about because I did personally go through this more than once. And it's very, it takes a toll on you. And I had to heal some some stuck energies that was still lingering from the situation. So, just know that as, as I'm encouraging you guys to heal, I'm healing myself too, okay? And I love you guys so much. Check me out on Instagram at Queen Brina CEO or on Facebook at Sabrina Smith. Check out my products um, on my, my business page, Natural Love. Get your hair right. Get your skin tight, okay? So... With that being said, you guys, oh, you can also donate if you want to. Donate to my um, station. I really appreciate it so I can get some better equipment and I can do some really dope things for you guys in the future. And I can expand my channel or expand my station and I can do more things, you know. So anyway, as always, may you fly higher than the galaxy, dripping in love and light. Let's get it. Let's go, family. Namaste. Have a good day. Bye. We out.